This teaching by Andrew is titled, Dead to Sin, Alive to God. We pray that the Word of God will come alive in your heart as you listen. This is what Romans chapter 12, verse 2 says. It says, Don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed. The word transform there is the Greek word metamorpho. It's where we get metamorphosis from. If you want to become like a caterpillar that spins a cocoon and then comes out a butterfly, if you want that kind of transformation, it comes by the renewing of your mind. Your spirit is already changed. You're a brand new person. You do not have a sinful nature. Your nature is not compelling you. It is not your nature. To live in sin and to be angry and lustful and bitter and depressed anymore. When you get born again, your nature is changed, but you got to get rid of the body, the unrenewed mind that was left behind. Not talking about this physical body, but you have an unrenewed mind. Wrong attitude. Wrong thinking. Wrong values. And the scripture says in Proverbs chapter 23, verse 7, as he thinks in his heart, so is he. You are the way you think. Your mind is like a computer that controls your actions. And if you were taught wrong by your sinful nature before you got born again, but if you don't know that you are now a new person, and if you don't change your identity and begin to start living like the new person you are, you will continue to function the way that you were programmed. This unrenewed mind is the body that sin, the sin nature left behind. And you've got to be changed. Romans chapter 12, verse 2, Don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. You don't need God to do something new and to change you. In your spirit, you're changed. What you've got to do is renew your mind. 
era wafuliwa mujana echo inokola kwe kuzo obuji endo wazazo. Then start cooperating with your new identity, your new person. Nota andiko kuata gana necho chori omuntu omuja. And I know that I didn't realize I was a new person. Atena ange nchimanyi inti nalisaso kachite geiranti ndimuntu muja. When I first got born again, I was born again at eight years old. Buen naringa naka loko ka umanyi na loko ka nenemi yaka munana jobukuru. And I loved God and I tried living for God, but I tried living for God out of myself. Iranda ya gala nyoka tonda, ngeiranda ya gala ankole bulichimucho noko musa nyusa, nena geza koku musa nyusa noko la bulichimumu manji gangezi. With my own ability and I tried to control myself and it was frustrating. Mubusobo zibu wangenzi, nengeza kukulabanga, mkulabulu unji, neba naika mkubulile vyali inga bitama. But when I found out that when I got born again, I was a new person in Christ. Newe na chizula anti wena loko ka nafuli wa muntumu jamu kristu. It totally changed my life. Ejo chachu siza dalo vlambu wange. You know, I've got a teaching entitled Spirit, Soul, and Body. Umanyini nesomo yenatuma omoyo ememe no mubili. And this is basically the key that unlocked the word of God to me. It opened up everything and it was all about my new identity in Christ. That in the spirit, I am completely new. I'm identical to Jesus. Because it is his spirit that was given unto me. Romans chapter 8. Verse 9 says, if any man have not the spirit of Christ, he is none of his. So when you get born again, the Spirit of Christ comes into you. Your spirit is identical to Jesus. Man, this totally changed my life. But even though you don't have that sinful nature anymore, it taught you how to think and feel and act incorrectly. And you've got to reprogram yourself. You got to get rid of this thinking. You know, here's an example of what I'm talking about. That when I was a kid, I guess maybe everybody had these problems, but uh, I don't know. I, it was just, in my life, it was significant to me. That I mean, I was like five or six years old or something. I was old enough to know better. And yet every time I put on my shirt and button my shirt, I'd get it wrong. And I mean, I would invariably button, put the wrong button in the wrong buttonhole. And my shirt was all askew. And anyway, I remember my dad sitting down and just saying, you are going to learn how to button your shirt right. 
chenzi juki nti tata wange yantu za wansi na ngama kati ogenda kuyiga engiri jeo siwamu ama pesa gesati yo. And he sat down and made me learn how to put my shirt right. Ira yantu za wansi nandaga engiri jenino kusiwamu ama pesa gesati yangi. I'm old enough to remember all that. My point in saying all of this is that guess what? I now put on this shirt just a few moments ago. Before I came out to make this program. But I don't even remember buttoning my shirt. It's just like it's automatic. It's like it's my nature. But it's not my nature because I can remember when I was a little kid that I used to get it wrong all the time. It was an acquired trait that has been done so many times I've repeated this action so many times that I can now button my shirt and not even remember doing it. It's like it's automatic. It's like it's a part of me, but it's not. It was an acquired trait. It's in my mental, emotional part. It's not my nature. Likewise, you may think that you just sin and it seems like you're always judgmental. You're always gossiping, you're always morbid, you're always defeated, fearful. Or whatever, and you think that that is your nature. But if you've been born again, it's not. That was your old sinful nature that taught you to be that way. And the only reason you are still acting that way is because you haven't reprogrammed yourself. You have done it so many times, you feel like it's your nature. You think that I'm just a depressed person, I'm just not a happy person. It's the way that I am. No, that's the way your old sinful nature taught you to be. But the born again spirit on the inside of you, it says in Galatians chapter 5, verse 22, it says, The fruit of the spirit. 
And this is talking about, you could say it's either the Holy Spirit or your born again spirit. It's the same thing because it says in 1 Corinthians 6, 17, He that is joined unto the Lord is one spirit. And the Greek word for one there is hes, H-E-I-S, and it means a singular one to the exclusion of another. So your spirit and the Holy Spirit are the same. Your born again spirit. Is, is is everything that's true of the Holy Spirit is true of your spirit. So in Galatians 5.22, when it says the fruit of the Spirit is, it's talking about the Holy Spirit, but it's also talking about your spirit. This is what your born-again nature is like. It says it is full of love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, and temperance. That's what's in your spirit. That's who you are. Now, if that's not reflected in your emotions and if it's not reflected in your actions, it's because you haven't renewed your mind yet. But your nature is changed and you are now full of love. And joy and peace and long-suffering and gentleness and goodness and faith and meekness and temperance. That's who you are at your core. That is your nature. And if you aren't manifesting that in your feelings and in your actions, it's because you haven't renewed your mind. Not because that's your nature to be that way. See, if you don't understand this, you will just sit there and say, well, this is just who I am. And it's, you, and you'll just uh, allow it to dominate you. Man, this is powerful what I'm saying. Your old man is crucified. Well, then why do I still do this? 
katiwebuza luacha ateka tinchako la chino wabaya komedelwa. Because you were programmed how to live that way by your sinful nature. Kubanga watende kibwa o kubibeda wo nokwe yisabote wowe yisa you don't have that sinful nature anymore. You just haven't reprogrammed your mind yet. And been transformed by the renewing of your mind. That's exactly what these verses are saying. In verse 7 it says, For he that is dead is freed from sin. Dead to what? Again, going back to verse 3, you are dead to sin. Verse 2 and verse 3, you are dead to sin. The sin nature, not just sins. It's plural, but the sin nature, you are dead. You are no longer under that dominion and control. It's gone. You are a new person. And if you are dead to that sin nature, you are freed. From sin. Notice it didn't say you are free. You are freed. F R E E D. There's a difference between being free and being freed. You know, I used to go into prisons. A lot when I first started. And I'd use this exact verse to preach the gospel. And I'd say, if I was to just, you know, set you free, you are freed. You wouldn't be free until you got up off of your bunk. Until you pull, pushed on the cell door. Until you walked out of this place. And you know what? If you were conditioned to be in prison, in jail. And you were afraid that if you tried to do that, it'd be looked at and escaped. If you didn't believe that you had really been freed, you would be afraid to push on that door. You would be afraid to get your stuff and start walking out of here because you'd be afraid of what they'd do to you. And see, this is similar to a lot of Christians. They don't know that they have been freed and so they aren't free. They are still in prison. They are still in bondage to these things because they don't know. 
I have literally had, I remember one guy in particular, I've had many people do this, but one man in particular. Had been through a number of drug rehab programs. And he would get dry, or whatever you call it, he would get off of his drugs. When he was going through the drug rehab program, but then when he graduated and went back out on the streets, he would fall back in. And he had been through either two or three drug rehab programs. And he was in another one, and somebody gave him this teaching. And he found out that he was no longer a drug addict. He wasn't a drug addict who had just gotten off of drugs. He was a changed person. He changed his identity and he came to me and I mean this guy was radiating. The glory of God talking about he would never have another problem because he was a changed person and now he knew it. And I mean, it literally set him free. There are so many people that they look back at their past about drugs or alcohol or it could be sexual addictions or it could be just all kinds of things. And they no longer are doing those actions. But in their heart, they still see themselves as a drug addict. As an alcoholic. And they are still living in bondage. I'm telling you, Jesus didn't just give you the ability to control your behavior and restrain this sinful nature. He took the sinful nature away. And you don't have a sinful nature, and the only reason you still have a propensity to sin. Is because you haven't renewed your mind. And you still see yourself as an old sinner, saved by grace. I'm not an old sinner, saved by grace. I was an old sinner, but I got saved by grace. Then I am now the righteousness of God. And it has changed the way that I act. 
In verse 8, now if we be dead with Christ, we believe that we shall also live with him. Notice the being dead with Christ is automatic and it's a done deal for people who are born again. But whether or not you walk that way is dependent on you knowing some things. Because in the next part, let me go back and read verse 8 again. Now, if we be dead with Christ, we believe that we shall also live with him knowing that Christ. See, you have to know some things. When you get born again, the change in your spirit is automatic, it is total, it is complete. But whether it ever manifests itself through your soul and through your body is dependent on you knowing some things. So you have to know that Christ being raised from the dead dieth no more, death hath no more dominion over him. Jesus died to sin one time. He took our punishment one time. But now he is raised from the dead. He is not dying again. He is not in heaven constantly dying and being on a cross and paying for our sins. He did it one time. You know, I was raised to, to believe that you have an old sinful nature, and that is true before you get born again. But I was raised to believe that even after you're born again, you still have this sinful nature. And you have to die to yourself every day. You know, over in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, Paul said, I die daily. And people have taken that out of context to say that you have to die to this sinful nature, die to your lust and your desires every day. If you read it in context, he was protesting against those who didn't believe in a resurrection. And he says, what are you doing? He says, man, if there's no resurrection, then we are of all men most miserable. I die daily. And he wasn't talking about that he died to his sinful nature daily. He said he was facing death all of the time. 
Nialita yogera ntino bikasera afa eri ekikuleke ekyekibi wabula gamba nti yali asusinkana okufabulira nako and if there wasn't a heaven to be gained ntisinga tewali guru nti yali ali amagoba well then why was he putting up with all of this pain and suffering and kati agamba kati wachi andi wadaguminkiriza obulumi bunobo nano kubona abona Stuff. If it was, you know, if we just ceased to exist, he he protested. He said, "I die daily." Singanti tuai tuvera ubuvezi netumani tufani tuvao na yagamanti afabuli runaku. I'm facing death all of the time. Iragamanti asingano kufabuli runaku. He was not saying that he got up and died to his sinful lust and passions every day. Yarita gamanti nobody kasera yagolo koka anganti na fa eri echikule chechechebi bodi runaku. But I was taught that, and I would literally sit there. I mean, this is a teenager. And I would imagine myself being in an electric chair and strapping yourself in and saying, you know, here's lust. And here's anger, and I would strap myself in and picture myself just sitting there and, you know, God turning on the juice and me dying to myself. Did you know what I was doing? I was actually resurrecting myself every day by focusing on all of the evil and Omanche nalinkolao nalibu likasera ndimu kwezu kiza bulirunaku nganteka ama sogange kuchibi. And I was reminding myself that I am all of this instead of focusing on who I was in Christ. Ngabulikasera nejukanya echuchendi mchikule chechechibi. Mchifocho kubanga nejukanya kuchichichendi mkristu. I was focusing on who I wasn't in the flesh. Katesira naliteka anga kwecho chesari mumubiri. And it just kept my sinful nature in front of me. Now I was born again and that sinful nature was gone, but it kept this, this wrong concept that I was a sinful human being. In front of me. And it made me relate to sin and to failure and I wasn't living a victorious life. And this is saying that Jesus died to sin. He was raised from the dead. He dieth no more. Death hath no more dominion over him. For in that he died unto in that he died, he died unto sin once, but in that he liveth, he liveth unto God. And then it says, Likewise reckon ye also yourselves to be dead indeed, that is in truth, in reality, unto sin. Agamanti bwe mutyo namwe mwerowozenga okubera abafa eri HIV not the individual acts of sin but the sin nature see HIV kino choba okozenga omuntu naye agamba eri ekikula kino ekHIV you are dead under this sin nature but you are alive unto God ntiwafa eri ekikula kino ekHIV naye olimulamu eri katonda 
YOU HAVE TO RECKON IT. YOU KNOW, IN TEXAS, WE SAY, I RECKON SO. THAT MEANS YOU CAN COUNT ON IT. THIS IS ABSOLUTE. THIS IS FOR SURE. OH, YOU KNOW, KUCHEKA KASA, UMANYIFE TEXAS TUGAMANTI, CHINO NCHEKA KASIZA DALA, ERANCHI IMIDIRAKO DALA NCHEKA KASA. AND THEN IN VERSE 12, LET NOT SIN THEREFORE REIGN in your mortal body that you should obey it in the lust thereof. The reason you don't have to let sin dominate you is because you are freed from it. The old man, the old nature is gone and you are now a new person in Christ and as quickly as you can renew your mind, you can see this new nature begin to dominate you. You know, it's like this. You got three parts, spirit, soul, and body. Your spirit is completely brand new. It is identical to Jesus. I already talked about some of those things. And your mind, if you just get your mind in agreement, if you renew your mind, then you got your three parts, and it's two against one. And if your soul is in agreement with your spirit, well, then the life that's in your spirit, this new life, the new nature, the love, joy, peace, all of these things will flow out through your body. But if you get your mind in agreement with your body, even though you have the life of God and you are a new creature on the inside, you will be dominated by this soulish, physical, natural realm instead of the spirit realm. That is an oversimplification maybe, but really that's the basics of it. That you have been completely set free. You are a brand new person in Christ. When you make Jesus Christ your Lord, you become a new person. And it's just as simple now as renewing your mind. And as quickly as you can renew your mind, you will prove the good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. That's what Romans chapter 12, verse 2 says. It says, And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. 
Wagamanti sote mufana njizi wangange mirembe jino na emu chusi wenga urukufura magizi ga muamaja mulio kemutegerebio katonda vya yagala ebirunji ebisanyusa era ebitufu. As a whole, the body of Christ has not understood the things that Paul was saying right here. They believe that God has all of this power. Ombiri kwa Kristu gona wamute gutegede ebigambo bino Paul bele ya ugera kukubanga baga ya nebalo wazanti katondali na manji ganogo na. God can do anything but that he has done nothing and they are in the process of praying and asking God to heal them. Katonda asobolo kula bulichimucho na na yeta ina kuna chimucho yako zinorecho kati baba munte kateka za kusaba na kulaba katonda nti abawonya. Asking God to bless them. Ngabasaba katonda abawo mukisa. Asking God to do all of these things. When the Bible says in 1 Peter 2.24, by his stripes you were healed. Ngabasaba katonda akole vinobyo na na yenga ate Bible yogamba mupete de chisoka bili abili munyanti. Oremi gejamu kubwa guwa wenye zibwa. If we were healed, why are we asking God to heal us? It's because we are just looking at the physical, natural, outside realm. We don't understand that in the spirit you have the same power that raised Jesus Christ from the dead. Living in your spirit. Ephesians chapter 1 verses 18 and 19. Says that you've already got this power in you. You don't need God to heal you. What you've got to do is renew your mind. And then learn how to release the power of God that's on the inside of you. And you will find people saying, Oh God, just bless me, bless me, when the Bible says in Ephesians 1.3 that you're already blessed. With all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. You don't need God to bless you. You've got to renew your mind. And find out through the word of God what God has already given you. You are dead under sin. You are free from the dominion of that old sinful nature. And the only reason that Christians still live a defeated sinful life is because they don't recognize their new identity. They are continuing to function like they were programmed. By their old sinful nature before they got born again. That's the reason that Jesus said in John chapter 8 verse 32, And you shall know the truth. And the truth shall make you free. When you get born again, you're completely changed on the inside. But... That change doesn't manifest itself until you know the truth.
Man, what I'm saying is nearly too good to be true. But this is the reason that he said, Now, let not sin reign in your mortal body. Did you know most people would say, Well, that's unreasonable. You can't help but sin. Well, yes, you can. It says, don't let sin reign in your mortal body. And there's a large number of Christians that will sit here and say, oh, but man, you just are an old sinner by nature. You've been changed. Now I will say that I don't know anybody who lives perfectly. But it's not because we can't do it. It's because we don't spend that much time renewing our mind. To the degree that you give yourself totally over to the things of God, I believe that you can live free. Of sin and all these kind of things. You know, I am not a perfect example. I'm not trying to present that. But I'm saying that I can see the change of God in me. I don't always submit to it, but I believe that I have seen enough of the power and the love of God and the forgiveness of God operate through me that I know it's not me I know it's my born again self and you can do this you do not have to let sin reign in your mortal body and then in verse 13 it says neither yield ye your members as instruments of unrighteousness unto sin but yield yourselves unto God as those that are alive from the dead and your members as instruments of righteousness unto God Mukaga kumina satwa gamantemu wanga yo bitundu bya mwe eri HB okubikoze sango butali butukirivu na ye mwewe nga yo eri katonda ngabalamu abava mubafu ne bitundu bya mwe okuberanga ebyokozesa obutukirivu eri katonda Again there are so many people that just think well you can't help it it's your nature No this is saying that you have a choice you can choose He would be unjust to tell us not to yield to sin if we couldn't do it He would be unjust to say don't let sin reign in your mortal body if you couldn't do it You have been delivered from the dominion of that sinful nature. Nothing is forcing you to do it except an unrenewed mind. Now, 
You change the way you think, you'll change the way you act. In verse 14, for sin shall not have dominion over you. For you are not under the law, but under grace. Sad to say most Christians cannot say that this is true in their life. Most Christians are still letting sin have dominion over them. And it's because they don't understand what God has done for them. They still have kind of like an Old Testament law mentality where it's going to be better. I'm going to be changed in the future. And they don't understand that the change has already taken place. But if you understand this properly, Grace does not lead you into sin. It will leave you, lead you away from sin. Man, that's powerful. And anybody who would sit there and take the grace of God and say, Man, I'm living in sin and it's okay because... God loves me by grace. You don't understand the grace that the Bible preaches. Because it says right here that the grace of God will cause sin to not have dominion over you. Because you are not under the law, but under grace. In verse 16, I've already used this verse, but here is the second reason in this chapter. That Paul gives why you don't go live in sin. The first reason is because your nature's changed. If you're truly born again, you don't want to live in sin. You've been set free and you are in the process of renewing your mind. And walking free of that. But the second reason is right here in verse 16. And he says, Know ye not that to whom ye yield yourselves servants to obey, his servants ye are to whom ye obey, whether of sin unto death or of obedience unto righteousness. So this gives the second reason. The second reason we don't live in sin is because Satan gains access to us through sin. If you yield yourself to sin, then you yield yourself to the author of that sin, which is the devil. 
oba wewaddeyo eliyo azale chibi atenga yesitani and he will begin to control you nolesha abajja kutandiko kubanga akufuga doesn't mean that you lose your salvation but you give satan an inroad into your life kinonole chitegeza anti obo gudde okuva mu bulokole naye oba ogulide sitani olujimbula mubo you know there's many people that I've prayed for and they they need a healing in their body but omanyi waliwa abantu banji bensabide nga bakiriza katondolo okulaba okonyezebwa mibiri jabwe let's say for instance they've been smoking for 40 years katikangeze nti obadde banywa sigala bafueta segereti okumala emyaka ngana you gave Satan an inroad. You gave cancer. Lung disease, emphysema. An inroad into your life. Now do I believe that God can forgive you and heal? Yes. But there are times that I have actually led people to say, you know what, you need to ask forgiveness. For destroying your body. You gave Satan this inroad. And that's kind of obvious when you see something physical like a smoker or something, but emotionally. Spiritually, we do the same thing. Through unforgiveness. We allow sickness and disease to come in. And there are times that I've told people that, you know what, you need to forgive this person. That Satan is using that unforgiveness to hold you in bondage. Webale kuuliza program ya fe ya Gospel Truth. Tukiriza nti oweredwa nnyo mukisa okuyita mukusomesebwa kuno. Obango yagala tusabeko nawe obolina ekibuzo chonna oboli no bujulizi kwecho katonda kyakozo okuyita ku program eno. Tukubireko ku namba za simu zino wa manga 0200330000. Ngambiye eri 0200330000. Oba zero musanvu musanvu munana atano mutano nkaga mutano nsanvu ngambiye zero musanvu musanvu munana atano mutano nkaga mutano nsanvu kuloku agala kwa katondo kutaliko komojoli twogera omukisa kwa katonda twogera enkula akulana era twogera okonyezebwa mulinyalya mukamafe Yesu obweredwa nyo omukisa